Hey, Wimpty listeners, we're back again. Sorry, we left you for a couple weeks. Um, got a little busy. Um, had a had a guest change and, and all that, but uh, but we're definitely back. And uh, today's episode is one that's going to be about as local as local can get. Um, anybody who has any social media, mainly Facebook, I'm sure you've seen the ad going on. Uh, there's obviously a lot of money behind it because I've seen this ad probably a hundred times. Um, and it has to do with the uh, family at business for affordable energy. Uh, they're, they're putting a Mr. Chatham Morgan's mug all over everything like it, online video games. Um, it ba- basically, if your address isn't destined, these, these people are, uh, are, uh, you're seeing their ad dollars directed at you in some way, whether on Facebook, whether on video games, whether on articles you're reading or whatever. Um, so I got curious, and I was like, well, let's figure out what this is all about. Because um, obviously, the, they put a lot of money behind this, so I want to see what Chatham has to say about it. So my guest today is Chatham Morgan. Uh, had him on, uh, and had a very open conversation uh, about everything uh, that's going on with uh, with Destin. Uh, mainly, um, this uh, this energy deal that's coming up. You know, how we're going to be paying our utilities. Uh, will Gulf Power have a monopoly in our area and be our only provider. You know, there's, there's a lot of questions to be asked and we get to a lot of that. Uh, so, uh, so yeah, please welcome Chatham Morgan. All right, WMT Podcast, we're back. Uh, sorry, it's been a couple weeks. We've been uh, been busy doing some other things, but uh, we're gonna get back on the schedule once a week here. Um, pretty excited about my guest today. My guest is uh, sitting across me right now is Destin, city councilman, local business owner, uh, probably several other things that you're involved in. But uh, Chatham Morgan, what's up, Chatham? Not much. Uh, glad to be on the show. Yeah, man. Thanks for thanks for your time. Thanks for coming on, man. Yeah. Um, to just just to get down to it. Uh, I know a lot of you who are probably here, you know, I, I guess probably 75% of our listeners are local between Panama City and, and Pensacola, majorly, probably probably in Destin and Fort Walton. Uh, but if anybody who's been on Facebook lately, you've probably seen um, a heavily sponsored ad. I would assume that this company, I believe it's called Family Business for Affordable Energy, has put thousands of dollars into this ad um, that has put... Chatham Morgan's mug all over my Facebook feed it without good, it. It was a good picture of me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I appreciate that. <laughs> yeah, but uh, I mean, whether it's just ads scrolling down, um, there have been times where I've linked on, uh, clicked on an article that I wanted to read that was completely unrelated, and at the end of the article, I see your face again. Yeah, sure. Um, so yeah, I was my, like, my, my eighty-five-year-old <laughs> grandmother saw it when she was reading a New York Times article. Yeah, on her well, computer. You made so, it. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but anyway, so I finally, after seeing this, um, seeing this link after five or six times, uh, I was like, man, that's pretty interesting. I got to read and figure out what's going on here. Sure. Um, so basically I wanted to bring you on, uh, to kind of share your story on this and shed some light. So people actually understand what's going on here. And I'm going to start, if you don't mind, I'm going to start by reading the letter, yeah. um, that this company has spent thousands of dollars on reading. Sure. Uh, this letter is dated February 5th, 2018. Uh, to Councilman Chatham Morgan. Councilman Morgan, on your personal Facebook page, you recently claimed to be an unpaid volunteer in your position on the city council. You implied in your post that the opinions of the people of Destin were simply wrong and that you would not be influenced by them. This sentiment is quite simply wrong. You are a public servant to the people of Destin. When you decided to run for office, you took on a responsibility to the people of Destin. That's what makes, you, that's what makes your recent comments especially troubling. As a city councilman, you have been a major leader in an effort that would jeopardize the reliability of, electric, of electricity services for the citizens of Destin, put them in debt for at least $100 million, and result in increased electricity rates and increased taxes. You have claimed several times that the power customers in Destin will save money if the city sells the right to provide electricity to a new provider. This is simply untrue. The first plan brought to the city council by... Uh, it's expert WHH. Can you explain that? What's that mean? They're the consultant that came up with our pro forma uh, okay. to municipalize the power. Okay. Uh, relies on keeping electricity rates at the same level. 
page 52 of the study makes this crystal clear. But you know that. In fact, there are no proposals. There are uh, there is no proposal currently in front of the city council, nor has there ever been, that would lower rates for customers. By claiming to citizens that you are working to significantly lower power bills, you are ignoring this proposal and misleading the public. Your second plan raises the franchise fee the city charges for power service. Surely you understand that the effect of this increasing this fee will would be to significantly raise power bills in the city, and the franchise fee the city collects is passed on directly to the customers. Under this alternative plan, the city collects more money while power customers pay higher bills. How can you talk about lowering power bills at the same time you are demanding increased franchising fees from the provider? Can you explain this position to the people who elected you? To recap, one, you are not working to lower Destin power rates. Two, under the council's own WHH plan, a plan that costs Destin taxpayers more than $58,000, electricity rates will not decrease. You are considering a second plan to actually raise power rates by increasing the franchise fee. Additionally, should the city council elect to bury power lines in the city, power rates will raise even higher. It's time to tell the citizens of Destin's the facts. You aren't lowering anyone's power bill. Based on the proposals in front of the city council, that's just impossible, and you know it. Now the people of Destin do, too. Sincerely, Alex Ayers, Executive Director, Family Business for Affordable Energy. Yeah, so uh, Mr. Ayers is... Um a lobbyist from Washington, D.C. Uh, he's being paid by Gulf Power to, uh, in my view, deliberately mislead the public. Um, and they're good at what they do. Uh, they have uh, flooded our mailboxes, telephone calls, Facebook feeds, uh, online games that you play with um, distorted facts, outright propaganda, um, and what's funny is Gulf Power last night at the city council meeting, the Gulf Power representative, I saw him for the first time since this letter, and I said, hey, man, thanks for putting my face all over the Internet. Uh, it's a good picture of me. He said, man, we had nothing to do with that. And I was like, come on. I mean, who, who would spend tens of thousands of dollars on advertising uh, uh, without expecting a return on that money? Mm -hmm. uh, they're business people. Um, and my second point with family businesses for affordable energy is is I'm a family businessman, and I am definitely for affordable energy. Uh, however, Gulf Power is the most expensive energy provider in the state per 1,000 kilowatt hour. That's facts. Um, and they don't want the public to know that. Uh, and, and it's hard for the city of Destin to combat a Washington, D.C. lobbyist with the infrastructure to... Uh, mislead the public. Um, so uh, that was fun, and the picture uh, they used of me, actually, it was my official city picture, and I was wearing board shorts and flip-flops in the picture. I was on my <laughs> way to go Cobia fishing. It was in April, and so I just shut off the, the uh, button-down shirt and the coat and hopped on the boat. Um, but, you know, I... I uh, the the header of the Facebook, you know, the sponsored post was Chatham Morgan doesn't care what you think. Uh, he thinks he's smarter than 85% of Destiny. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and and so when when I had read that, I, I typed up a quick response. And, and I never put it on my Facebook page. I never sent it to Alex Ayers because I kind of wanted the issue to go away because I didn't like the attention. I didn't like... Uh, all the phone calls of people seeing me on the internet, that's just not my personality. And so I, I kind of humped out a quick response to him, uh, and it was Mr. Ayers. Uh, the citizens of Destin elected me by an overwhelming majority to use my best judgment, especially in the event that they've been deliberately misled by a Washington, D.C. lobbyist and the most expensive power company in the state of Florida. I understand my responsibilities well. Uh, thankful for your thoughtful letter, but and I quote Shakespeare here, the lady doth prote protest too much, methinks. Respectfully, <laughs> here's Chatham Morgan. Um, you know, uh, here, here's the issue. So they're the most expensive energy provider in the state of Florida. I have a vested interest in four restaurants, a seafood market, my home, my brother's home, my grandma's home, my parents' home. I mean, we pay a lot in electricity, yeah. more than the average person in Destin. Why in the hell would I make any decision up there that would raise my power bill? Um, we're reno renegotiating a, a 
franchise agreement. It's a 30-year contract with Gulf Power, and it just expired. And so we're renegotiating this contract. And my responsibility to the citizens of Destin is to get the best deal possible for them, also for myself, um, being a citizen and a, a small business owner of Destin. And so you have 85% of the people, according to their polls, that believe Destin should just drop what they're doing right now, sign Gulf Power on to another 30 years, and Gulf Power refuses, <coughs> Gulf Power refuses to renew a contract with our purchase top, uh, with our option to purchase the um, electricity infrastructure. So essentially, they won't renew a contract without that option to purchase, which if we remove that option, renew the contract like 85% of the public's doing, we remove all leverage forever in perpetuity to where the only way we could ever take this power equipment back from Gulf Power is through eminent domain, which is impossible and mm-hmm. far more expensive. So I have a hard time giving up a future council's ability to negotiate with Gulf Power when they're renewing these contracts. Um, you know, that's a monopoly on our energy, and monopolies are inherently anti-American. Mm-hmm. And so 15% of Destin gets it. They understand that we're renegotiating a contract. Don't you want the party that represents you to exercise as much leverage as possible? Mm-hmm. I mean, I would. I do. That's that's business. Well, I also wonder how they pulled to get that number 85%. Like, what, what exact questions were asked? They, they were loaded, and, for sure. Yeah. Um, they, they were loaded questions, but that's the nature of lobbyists and yeah. propaganda. Yeah, um, and, who, and who did this poll? Was it... Yeah. Uh, Family business for affordable energy. Well, it was a polling company, Tell Opinion Research. You know, they they I could hire them to do a poll, and they'll just ask whatever questions you pay them to ask. Mm -hmm. Um, And and they were definitely loaded questions. But prior to that, they every single resident in the city of Destin had received a flyer. That's just it's propaganda. They say you know your taxes are going to increase the city can't afford to spend $71 million to purchase a utility. Well, we're not going to spend $71 million because we're going to issue municipal bonds. Mm-hmm. So the taxpayers are not on the hook for it. The bondholders are, which are pension plans and yeah. retirement funds. But, you know, it'll go to Mobile, New York. They'll package it together and sell it off to investors. So, mm-hmm. And with us raising taxes, we have a 1.61 millage rate. The maximum is two mils. So to raise it above two mils pursuant to our city charter, it's got to go to a referendum. Well, we all know this city is not going to approve a referendum that raises our ability to tax them. So if we raised our property taxes 0.4 mils on a $150,000 appraised home, you're paying an extra like $50. Mm-hmm. So it's not going to affect anyone in any meaningful way. Mm-hmm. Even if we maxed out our property rate, which we're not going to do because the bondholders would hold the the note on the um, on the electric system. Yeah. Um, so, so basically, so basically, what your suggestion what you're suggesting is uh, to not renew this con- contract. Let Gulf Power remain to be the the power provider, but in the meantime, seek out other options. Sure. And so, what we came to is the city does not. We have a deep mistrust of government in Destin. I understand that. Um, so the city does not want us to municipalize it. So there's two options. One, we could purchase a utility, and we could lease out the maintenance and running of the utility, same way that Gulf Power leases out Mastec to, you know, do a lot of their line work. A mm-hmm. lot of their work is done by um, uh, subcontractors. So we would do the same thing, yet instead of Gulf Power, for them to act like Gulf Power has the best interests of Destin residents at heart is, quite frankly, bullshit. Yeah, They their interests are in their shareholders and their shareholders only. And that's the nature of corporate America. Um, And for them to think that, you know, there's some altruistic being providing us with this, you know, uh, that, that they're in it for us, for your neighbor over me. I mean, I mean, I'm here, I'm here to represent the people at Destin Gulf power is not, they're representing their shareholders Mm -hmm. and, and somehow the public, through this propaganda campaign has got that mixed up. So the two options, one would be to subcontract out, subcontract it out, and the second would be to issue an RFP for uh, one of the other large energy providers in the state of Florida to come purchase 
What, what's an RFP? A request for proposals. Okay. So we would uh, send out a request. We'd get bids back. We'd evaluate the bids, and we'd select a new energy provider. Gulf Power contests. Legally, we can't do that. Our attorneys contest that we can. Uh, it is kind of unprecedented, but we are dealing with the most expensive energy provider in the state of Florida. The savings would be enormous. For example, if we went to Florida Power & Light, this is one of the larger energy companies, and this is per 1,000 kilowatt hours, we're talking about a 28.66% reduction in rates. Uh, Duke Energy. That's that's large. My that's my average power bill is like two hundred dollars at my house. Yeah, so sure. that it that bring it to like one forty. Yeah, you know. And, and Duke Energy's thirteen point nine seven percent less expensive. Tampa Electric's twenty six point three eight percent less expensive, and Florida Public Utilities seven point oh four percent. As you go up in kilowatt hours, it gets kind of technical, and there's a gradient, and the rates change. So. This doesn't apply to every energy bill, but this is a standard metric by which you measure electric rates. Um, and so the savings would be significant. You have to consider at a place like Harbordox, where we're running wholesale freezers for fish and, and, and three walk-in coolers, God knows how many air conditioners, our power bill in July is upwards of $20,000. So again, why would I make a decision to raise that power bill. Mm -hmm. It's crazy. So I'm, I'm operating in the best interest of myself, yeah. which is also in the best interest of Destin, and that's the beauty of city government. What's good for me financially in terms of utility rates is going to be good for the people at Destin. Absolutely. Um, and, and Gulf Power is spending tens of thousands of dollars or family businesses for affordable energy. Somebody's spending tens of thousands of dollars with them because they see the great value that this utility holds and so if the city of Destin could capture that revenue and keep it inside the city of Destin mm -hmm. it could be transformative growth of our budget to do real projects that we can't afford to do because the city of Destin has out of 100 cities in Florida 99 cities have higher property taxes than us and that's what cities run on is property taxes so we have 13,000 people residents Yet we swell up to hundreds of thousands of people in the summer, and we're running it off of one of the smallest budgets uh, in the state of Florida. Um, and so that kind of wealth is, is, is something that the city desperately needs. We can max out our property taxes. We'd still be in the bottom 95% of, of property taxes levied. And um, with low taxes comes... You know, I think we do a great job of providing service in the city of Destin, but um, infrastructurally, uh, you know, we don't have a high school. Look, my kid is now one and a half years old, and she will go to school in the same trailers, the portable trailers that I went to elementary school in. Yet, it's, and the public doesn't seem to embrace that as a problem. And it's mm -hmm. frustrating for me to balance, you know, this, this the public, 85% of the public is demanding I do something that is not in their best interest. Yeah. I know that because I'm well-versed on the issues and I've spent hours and hours of research and thousands of pages of documents that we've paid for studies or, or, or that I've done independently researched. Um, and the public doesn't. All they've read is a postcard from a Washington, D.C. lobbyist. And, and I've read thousands of pages of information and truly studied it because that's my responsibility. And because they read one postcard from a pretty damn good lobbyist out of D.C., they are demanding that I make a decision that's not in their best interest. And they don't know that because they've been misled. So yeah. that's the conundrum I'm in. So, you know, the city council is not popular in Destin right now. And, and part of that is because we're going under two propaganda campaigns yeah, and, and one from the power <laughs> company and one from that Peter boss is funding and that money for Destin conservatives that's fighting against Scott Fisher, Rodney Braden and Preble Ramswell. If you go to the department of elections for the state of Florida, pull up Destin conservatives. Pete Knowles is the COO of legendary who works for Peter boss. He's the chair of Destin conservatives. And then you pull up their financial records, $10,000 contribution from Coastal Holdings LLC, of which Peter Boss is the chair. So Peter Boss is funding this election to defeat the incumbents because we are 
voting on a comp plan that's going to reduce the densities in the Harbor District to six stories from 10 stories, because I think it's been proven, you know, like, you know, we passed the bad tree ordinance. Well, we repealed it last night. The public spoke. Mm -hmm. I was humbled. We listened. But that's the thing about tree ordinances. You can change them. You can repeal them. You can get rid of them altogether. But you can't get rid of a 13-story condominium on the corner of Calhoun and 98. Yeah. Uh, to book in the Emerald Green, which I think would be catastrophic. Especially when there's, yeah, when there's already one right across the street from it. Yeah. yeah it would be, <laughs> and, 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 and you can see our city can't handle that infrastructurally. And I just went through our budget process of how we have no money because mm. our property taxes are so low. And they're going to stay low, whether we want it to or not. You know, obviously we want to, but when the city has dire needs infrastructurally, you know, the private mm -hmm. citizens aren't going to fix it. It's government's responsibility to do that. If you don't have the money, so be it. But it's been proven that kind of density is not compatible in this city. Mm -hmm. And so with these elections, I think if you have, um, uh, you know, let's say you have uh, Scott Fisher running against the Emerald Grand, well, Scott Fisher is going to win because – Emerald Grand's not popular with Destin residents. Yeah. That's just not. <laughs> and if you had Rodney Braden versus Emerald Grand or Pete Knowles, the chair of Destin Conservatives, Peter Boss's employee, you know, Rodney Braden's going to kick his ass. But when you throw these other candidates that are being backed by them that don't have these direct ties that you have to do a little research about to figure out where the money's really coming from, then it gets kind of convoluted. Mm -hmm. um, so... Rodney Braden and Preble Ramswell, it's, and everyone but Kyron Marler, so you've got a six-person majority on the council, is continuing to pursue these Gulf Power negotiations against 85% of the public's will. Is that because we're evil, you know, politicians? We're, I'm an unpaid, I, I am an unpaid volunteer. Mm -hmm. Does that make me a politician? I guess I was on my grandmother's computer, you know, with, with a smear <laughs> campaign. But, so, 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 with, with, they're continuing to make these decisions because we've done the research and we know that it's going to benefit the city of Destin. Even if we stay with Gulf Power, shouldn't we exercise all the leverage we can to secure the best deal possible? And I was going to have, I have some questions for you on, so, on your yeah. last few thoughts. Sure. Um, my first question is, if there's a whole city council, why are these, why are they spearheading you? Because I've been probably the most vocal opponent. Okay. All right. And then <clears throat> that's what I, <clears throat> my next question was. I would assume that because this is taken this is taken on some sort of popularity that that this will give the city m the ability uh, to negotiate with a better rate maybe with Gulf Power. Sure. Like basically, you know, even if the city stays with Gulf Power, this is uh, like the way the city can send them and said we aren't fucking around. Yeah. Sure. You know, this is a yeah, big yeah, deal. Yeah, this sure. is, you know, um, and then my third question as far as. Uh, as far as infrastructure would mm -hmm. go with the, the building of, of this, mm -hmm. um, you know, would it simply, would a new company come in and simply use what, what was already in place as far as power lines and poles and all that stuff that Gulf Power already had in? Will they yeah, we pay, would, essentially pay them for that? We would pay them for that. And then, the bonds. yeah, and then I also read some stuff about under people wanting underground sure. electricity now. Yeah, so, so for example, just with negotiatings, through exercising our leverage we have, which is this purchase option, which Gulf Power wants to remove from the contract so they never have to deal with a city that wants to get a better deal for mm -hmm. its residents ever again. I don't blame them. They're yeah, they're locked in for 30 years. Yeah, yeah, well, and if they remove that purchase option, which they refuse to renew a contract with that purchase option in there, we'll never have leverage. So we'll never yeah. be able to get anywhere with them. They... Uh, and 85% of the people of Destin want me to do that. But I can't, in good conscience, do that because it's not right for the people of Destin. But it's incredibly stressful being in that 15% minority when you know you're right. So mm -hmm. people elected me to do what's right. Yeah. Or did they elect Where's the me rest to, of the council on it? That it's a six-to-one majority to continue these negotiations and exercise our leverage. Okay. Because we understand, we, we're good people. We're your neighbors. You so know? so then why is that number so high then? Is it uh, misinformation? Misinformation. It's the money that's come down from the lobbyists that, who have direct ties with Gulf Power? It's a combination get of... These, get get this, large, this, this large group of people to think exactly the way we need to so the people who can actually make things happen can't. Exactly. It's, yeah. it's, it's, 
you know, our generation and, and times today were incredibly susceptible to propaganda mm. and fake news. And, and people take things at face value. They don't do their independent research. They'll read the headline and keep going. And, and that's been really detrimental to this process. And also, these lobbyists, they're, they're really good at what they do. And, mm. and they know their demographic down here well. And, and in Destin, you know, Destin doesn't have a great history of being the most efficient city government. Lots of city governments don't. And so that hurts us. And in addition to that, the culture down here is very, it's not conservative, limited government. It's very anti-government. Mm-hmm. And, and I think there's a deep difference between that. And, and, and there's a lot of resentment towards me. Um, you know, but on on the flip side of that, why I'll, is that? Why do you say that? Why is there a lot of resentment? Because you? I'm a because I work in government. Mm-hmm. Because I'm a politician. Yeah. I think there's just a resentment towards the city. For example, we've repealed this tree ordinance last night. Preserving hundred to two hundred year old oak trees is a noble cause, and I think it's worthy of fighting that cause. The ordinance itself wasn't great, but he, here's my example. So we repeal this ordinance, which would have said this tree on Harbor Docks lot right across from y'all. Mm-hmm. So 150 years old. If you tore that down, that would be $10,000 that would go to, as a mitigation fee, that would go to the city earmarked specifically for replanting trees to offset that loss. It's like a zero tree loss policy because forget the aesthetics and how trees raise property values environmentally. It takes care of stormwater, noise pollution. It, it's just good practice. And, uh, but then, on, on the flip side, so we pass this. Well, then you'll have a developer that builds a restaurant on the harbor, and they clear-cut the front of it for a parking lot, and the town falls apart. You know, damn city government, you know, they must be crooked, and they're all on the take, and, mm-hmm. you know, how dare them? And it's like, well, we just tried to tell them that they can't clear-cut their lot. And they're like, well, you know, it's my property. I can do what I want with it. And, and, and... You know, the property rights are, I, I understand property rights, and I also understand property values. Um, and, and I was talking to a guy about it who was really pissed off about the tree ordinance. And I said, man, where do you live? He told me he's back in Kellair. And I said, what if I buy the lot on either side of you and I tear down every tree, which will statistically lower your property values, and I buy the lot across the street? Blacktop pavement on one side, I'm going to do a rescue pit bull kennel. <laughs> On the other side, I'm going to do a mosque for young, radical, Islamic children. And then across the street, I'm going to open a strip club that stays so for him. He said, well, you can't do that. I said, man, it's my property. Yeah. I'm going to do what I want. You know, and, 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 and I said, so what we just established is there is a line with property rights. Where you draw that line can be debated, but I don't know. Something yeah. about the tangent. That just happened last night, and I got yelled at for four hours. Um, and with this job, you know, I've, I've lost, you know, a lot of friends. And, um, you know, it's, but you got to make well, a Well, with that tree thing, I heard, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, it, wasn't it also like um, anything over uh, two inches in diameter, you had to have somebody from the city come out and inspect yeah. it? And then you have to pay that guy to come yes. out and inspect it and sure. then all that? Yeah, and and, and the, t- the two to four inch trees was for mitigated trees, so... It's convoluted, and there's a lot of technicalities. But all in all, we had been waiting on this. We had first brought up the tree ordinance July 5th, 2016. And so we finally had something to vote on in front of us. And and Tuffy Dixon, a great guy I served with, said, uh, you know, this isn't perfect, but this has been a goal of this city's for a long time, so we've got something. And we passed it and and we probably shouldn't have we probably should have sent it back and and vetted it and there were staff issues with it um it was it was just a really uh, so i have an oak tree in my front yard i can't i can't i can't cut it down well you can today yeah today i can't but i couldn't yesterday and you could what would have happened if i would have cut it down uh probably nothing because enforcement's really difficult in these issues um you know if you had been caught you know there was a fine structure uh but it all depends on the size of the tree. But it was, um, you know, it passed with a unanimous decision of the city council. Seven to zero vote. We passed that tree ordinance. Mm-hmm. 
which shows you that like I've got, you know, Kyron Marler works at the Emerald Grand. Like we couldn't be more opposite in our views up there. Mm-hmm. But we all agreed on this thing. And part of the reason was we only had one citizen speak out against it. And we had about five speak for it because nobody comes to city council meetings because technology has enabled people to be so lazy these days that, you know, instead of showing up and voicing your opinion, wait for us to fuck up and, and, and then bash <laughs> us on the yeah, internet hard. for a week straight, right? <laughs> And, and and so that's what's frustrating is you know the lack of public involvement and in, and in all these armchair concerned citizens like you know come 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 talk to us like and and for me you know people people bash me and it's like dude I work seven days a week like I can't be more than three miles away from your city's pretty small so. I'm yeah. easy to find. Yeah, you my know email address is public, yeah. and I bet you can find my phone number. You know, in a matter of minutes from somebody. So, just talk to me. You know, you don't have to uh, bash me behind your keyboard. Like I think if you'd sit down and talk to me about the power issue, you know, with Gulf Power, most people leave that conversation feeling like, okay, maybe I don't agree with municipalization, but. You know, they aren't corrupt, crooked politicians. You know, like, who would I be on the take from? Mm -hmm. You know, and I've been accused of being corrupt constantly. It's like, and and all of our local politicians have, but it's like, you know, some job. (laughs) Um, How many many, uh, man hours would you say being a city councilman takes a week? Uh, I've been to, in the past two years, it'll be two years in March. So I've been to 86 meetings. They last on average of three to four hours, and I'm in the restaurant business, so um, so there's another sixty or seventy hours right there. Already. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. But but those sixty or seventy hours are dissected by people that want to talk city politics with me, so I can't escape it, and I have an obligation to no. discuss things with them when they ask, and, and I'm happy because I like connecting with people one on one because you kind of diffuse the really pissed off people that you see all yeah. on the internet. And, um, I, I would say a month, uh, probably 20 hours on top of that. You have, you know, maybe more. I mean, last night for a meeting, I think we had 350 pages in our packet to read. So that's a good six hours yeah. just to prepare for the meeting and, and know the issues. Um, you know, and we don't get paid. It's a volunteer job. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I knew that going into it. Uh, I think I was a bit naive in terms of, of, of the amount of work it would require and, and where the public was these days because I think our national politics is so divisive and everybody's, you know, the lines are, are drawn. And I think that's trickled down to city halls, which is a shame because it's like anti-government on a national level. Like... I can understand it. I can talk with you. I can empathize with you. I might disagree with you. But on a local level, it doesn't serve anybody any good because we're the government entity that actually affects your life, like your daily life, your sidewalks, your roads, your tree canopies, your schools, and, you know, your building codes, what you can build, where you can build it. You know, do you want more Emerald Grands? You know, Mm -hmm. uh, so we really affect it, and, and to see those divisions trickle into city halls is a shame because what it's done is it's pitted neighbor versus neighbor. I mean, there's some families I've burned a bridge with, and um, and it's a shame, and, and, you know, I'm still great friends with the kids, and, and my wife is best friends with one of the daughters, and, mm-hmm. you know, it's just it's a damn shame, and I, I hate it, but... You got to vote one way or the other, and if if they're not pissed off at me, the other side's going to be, and everybody takes it personal. So, um, so back to this uh, this energy crisis deal, man. If if six six out of seven council members are, are in for other options, I mean that's just what's going to fucking happen. So, what happens to the eighty five percent of pissed off people, dude? Uh, you know, do you try to run some sort of educational campaign so they actually understand what's actually going on? How do you how do you contest that and make that, you know? Sure. So so that was a response to my personal Facebook page. And that my Facebook post was a response to um, this newspaper full page article, full page ad they took out in the Daily News. And they called me a politician. And I just 
I thought it was funny, you know, big, <laughs> big leagues, you know. And they had my picture on there with three or four other councilmen, you know, kind of singling us out. And so I responded to that article, um, basically said, hey, man, it's January 1st. Gulf Power is the most expensive energy provider in the state. Don't take the bait. Do a little critical thinking and research like I've done, and, and I think you'll change your opinion. Um, so... So six members have voted consistently to continue to pursue negotiations or uh, new energy providers. And what will happen is we've got an election on March 13th. And, you know, it's going to be a really close race. And I think the other three candidates, the non-incumbents for city council, have seen those numbers, the 85%. And I think maybe disingenuously they're catering to that. Mm-hmm. Whereas, so you're putting the two incumbents, Rodney Braden and Preble Ramswell, in this position where they're saying, well, shit, I'm doing the right thing and I'm, I might not get elected because, uh, no. you know, I didn't listen to 85% of the people. But that, what if the 85% of the people are wrong? What do you do? Yeah. I, I know what to do because that's I think the they're way just I was grossly raised. misinformed from what it sounds like. They are. And, and, and so, for on the other side of your question, the education campaign. We don't have the resources or the experience to contact, combat any Washington, D.C. lobbyist. And and they know what they're doing. We don't. We, we, the city of Destin's never undergone these kind of smear yeah. campaigns. Yeah. I mean, this is a new phenomenon for the city. And so we can get the facts out, but we don't. it's a non-budgeted item. I don't get paid, so I have no money to spend to, to send mailers to every single citizen. So we can direct staff, you know, they've created a website with a study on there, but it's a 200-page study. And after reading it, it's pretty conclusive. Like, we're getting the bad end of the deal here. So, uh, you know, we have directed the city to make some steps in that direction, but if we lose this election, and it won't matter because the non-incumbents that are running uh, from their public statements and from having talked to them, they're going to cater to the eighty-five percent, and which is a shame. Maybe they'll change if they get elected, but they haven't been privy to the discussions we've been in. You know, mm-hmm. I've had thirty hours of meetings on this topic. Um, they haven't been at those meetings. You know, the incumbents have, and and you know, I think the city of Dustin assumes six out of seven council members want to screw them over we want to raise our power bills it's ridiculous mm-hmm. and and i wish people could think critically instead of taking a postcard from washington dc at face i mean <clears throat> would you would you be able to go as far as to make a guarantee that your that residents power bill will not increase like do you are you confident enough to say i 100 percent guarantee that power bills will not increase yeah, one hundred percent. I would never yeah. make a decision that would increase your power bills. Yeah, so that's. I mean, that seems like it's simple enough. Yeah, I mean, you know, why, it's why pretty would cut. I? It's pretty yeah. cut and dry. Why would I? I mean, I think some people think if the city of Dustin purchases a utility, <laughs> I'm going to get some kind of deal from it. You just got to get that information out, man. You got to. Yeah, you, yeah. Even if if you don't have that physical card, just sure. something simple. Your your basic info. A fucking graph. Yeah, sure, sure. That's all people want. It's 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 instant information. We'll get some we'll get some lobbyist dollars together and we'll yeah, we'll boost this post. What what are we gonna call our organization? <laughs> I don't know. I, I'm still my mind is still just blown that big, big dollars from DC are going to direct the way our city is sure. governing. Sure. I mean, it's been effective on the national level. In everything, though. Like, what? Mm-hmm. How, how do we... I mean, not, not to get just completely off topic here, but just even recently with, uh, you know, all the talk with the, with the NRA and all the money that goes into that and lobbyists and just, uh, just these big, big dollars that are just controlling the way... Not just the way people live, but consequences of the way that we live. Sure. It's, it's, it's just insane to me. Like, there's got to be some sort of... Uh, either reform or stopping point sure. or I don't know. It's a yeah. lot of it's beyond me. I'm not the most political person ever. We talk very little politics on sure. this show, yeah, yeah. Uh, but it's just, it's bizarre to me 
the um, way that money influences yeah. politics. Yeah. And it goes back to Citizens United, uh, the Supreme Court case, and, and to a large degree, um, you know, f- for me to have thought that I could change the paradigm of some of the Destin residents that are entrenched in these ideologies that are counterintuitive to the best electric utility deal possible for them and to get them to come off those positions is, I mean, really hard. Every now and then with a member of the public, you hit a brick wall and Mm -hmm. you cannot reason with them. They don't even want to hear your side of the story. Literally, they will not listen to you. Mm -hmm. So what can I do for those people? Nothing. Uh, And so once this effect of propaganda has hit them and, and, for some reason, people these days take things at face value and they don't want to do critical research like I've done. Uh, the cognitive dissonance sets in to where it's so uncomfortable for them to realize that they've been duped. They just go go ahead and, and continue to be duped. It's, mm-hmm. it's you know, cognitive dissonance oh, sure. is a bitch. Yeah. For sure. I have, we see that happening on a lot of different levels right now. Um, yeah. For sure. Um. So anyway, man, um, if people do want to get involved and learn more, um, how, how can, um, you know, especially a lot of our listeners, I, I would say, are, are our age and, and yeah. younger, you know. Sure. Um, uh, I, I would also say that a lot of them are probably relatively concerned citizens, sure. you know. Um, so how can, you know, how can people get involved in this? How can people learn more about what, what's really going on? So you can go to cityofdestin.gov maybe or .com. And there's a pretty easy-to-find tab there that has mm-hmm. all the research and the documents I've read. Mm-hmm. So you can do your own independent research. Um, uh, after that, if, if you're con- convinced that, you know, continuing to negotiate uh, with Gulf Power is in your best interest as a resident of Destin, I would email the council at council at cityofdestin.com. And, and tell them you support us because we're getting very little public support. Like I said, even though we know we're doing the right thing, that's what we were elected to do. And and so you have some people that would cave to that public pressure. But, you know, I that's not how I was raised, man. My grandfather was a civil rights attorney in Birmingham fighting for black people in 1963. Mm-hmm. Got his life threatened uh, numerous times. He was uh, the director of the... Uh, ACLU, the legislative director, and um, got ran out of Birmingham, Muhammad Ali's lawyer during the draft trial. I mean, he was a civil rights attorney in the South, and you know, you're not going to, you know, you're not going to dissuade me from doing what's right. Mm-hmm. Um, no amount of public pressure. If I know in my mind and in my heart what's right for the citizens of Destin, that's that's what I'm going to do. Right on. So, yeah. Well, you know, man, I appreciate you coming on. Um, I mean, I don't. I know there's a lot more here sure. that, that yeah, we could probably dive sure. into I forever. But I've been talking about it for months, you know, and hours yeah, right. upon hours, um, and that's why they're coming after me. Yeah, I mean, I I still don't understand uh, how a six to one city council cannot be representative of an eighty five to fifteen percent public. Sure. I mean, that's that's obvious, just dollars. I mean, it can be more obvious. Effective lobbying. Yeah, it's yeah, that's it, and it's as simple as that. And I think that's, you know, regardless, uh, even of my opinion on the issue, I still think that's pretty disgusting. Sure. Um, So anyway, man. Well, good luck, dude. I know we have a we have a big election coming up. Yep. uh, What March thirteenth? I believe is the day to vote. And 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 speaking of money and politics, we've had. uh, Let me pull this image up real quick. Um, Yeah. Was it March March thirteenth? Yes. And I think you can do early voting, what, the 5th through the 7th? Yeah, and, and that's then, in Shalimar. Yeah. So I. You have to go vote in Shalimar for a destiny election? Oh. Yeah, because oh, the. What the fuck is that? Nah, that's, I don't that's know. Like, it, it's normally not like that when we gotta get our, a, we got to get our city council on that, man. Yeah, no. Uh, <laughs> no, so, so, so money in our, our city race has. Uh, 2008 was 8700 bucks, 2010 9700, 2012 2500, 2014 was 15,000, 2016 was 38,000 and 2018 is 96,620 and we've still got a couple weeks left to report on that. And that's that's what fundraising dollars fundraising or? yeah and and the majority of that has gone to a super PAC out of South Florida with 
Pete Knowles is the chair of that super PAC uh, called Destin Conservative. Uh-huh. You can find all this stuff online. It's being funded by Peter Boss gave him $10,000. McGuire's gave him $10,000. And what we're doing is it's all about development. Um, mm-hmm. You know, look, we, we, you know, we're not perfect. I understand we're held to different standards on the city council. Um, but I can tell you one thing that uh, Rodney Braden and Preble Ramswell and Scott Fisher aren't uh, bought and paid for by Destin developers. And the money argues differently for the other candidates. Um, we're trying to lower the densities to six stories. I think most of Destin would agree with us on that. But there's this website, DestinLiberals.com, that is absolutely uh, it's going after Preble Ramswell for a DUI. I think she had when she was 17. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's just it's a, basically a troll site. Yeah, it's kind of a troll site. I, I mean, saw it, man. I saw. I didn't dive into it, but I saw. Yeah, it's. Uh, I gotta check that out. It's thing. just a shame, you know, Destin. We're better than that, man. These are these are your neighbors. Yeah. Um, you know, and I can tell you, Rodney Braden is anything but a liberal. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's just you know, and and the liberal and conservative labels don't apply to city politics so much, man. We're mm-hmm. talking about your city parks. They will like, though. Yeah, I know. you know that. Yeah, I know. Well, you know it happens. is for the first time. This yeah. election's the first time that those words have been thrown around yeah. because these are nonpartisan races, and they're nonpartisan <laughs> yeah. for a good reason. Yeah. We're not talking about health care. You know, we're not talking about social issues. That, you know, we're discussing parks and, and development heights on the harbor to a reasonable, um, what, what I view as a reasonable level, and we're getting a ton of pushback from the Destiny yeah. Development community. And you have thousands of dollars coming from South Florida to, to once again. To Destin, you know, yeah. uh, 32500 and then they'll file their next finance report the day before the election, um, which will be telling. I mean, that mm-hmm. my wife has gotten four or five uh, polls yeah. about our city city election, and it's from this company determining where the support is for the candidates mm-hmm. to see where they need to spend money. Um, and, and so... We're getting that. We're getting the lobbyists from Washington, D.C. Uh, you know, when Parker, I was the youngest city council person ever elected. I saw him Destin. yesterday morning walking my dog. Yeah, yeah, and Parker Destin is only a couple years older than I am. And we ran and gave up our free time and lost a lot of relationships because we were pissed off with the direction Destin was heading. Uh, I fought against a Walmart at the corner of Gulf Shore Drive and Highway 98, and that would leave us with more Walmarts in our city limits and schools. Now, if that's a barometer, <laughs> if that's a barometric reading of the vitality of your community, that's yeah. a really shitty reading, right? <laughs> so that pissed me off. And and so I got involved, and Parker got involved, and we'd kind of made a commitment. You know, we're going to stir the pot and try things different. Yeah. Um, because expecting different results and doing the same thing over and over again, that's crazy. And yeah. so we didn't just stir the pot. We just kicked the son of a bitch over. And <laughs> it's caused... Um, Look at all the money. Yeah, well, so, man, I, I think it's great, especially um, when you when you compare our city council to other uh, sure. neighboring city councils. Um, I think it's great to have to have people in there that are in their thirties. Sure, you know, yeah, um, you know, they're the ones who are going to have to live with these decisions that are being made. Yep, um, and th- and that to me, that to me is super super inspiring. You know, but yeah. I, I don't the actually when the uh, the last local election was the first local election I voted in. Sure, you know. Um, so that was that was that was neat to see, man. Yeah, it's yeah, neat cool. to see some of these young kids coming in here, and uh, you know, this this isn't the way. You yeah. know, the things of old aren't the way that no. that they work anymore. No, well, they weren't working because that's yeah. has a. We've got massive problems, and most of them are due to developing beyond our infrastructural capacity. So where are we going to let people keep doing that? It's cra- And and yeah. we know full well we don't have the budget to fix it because we just don't have the money. Mm-hmm. So so maybe if that ever catches up our infrastructure. Maybe you take another look at development, but it's crazy what we're doing. And, you know, with all these negative ad campaigns going on, you know, it's really discouraging. I think in two years when my term's up, I think you're probably going to see an exodus of folks like me on the council. Because why would I subject myself to that? Mm -hmm. Because I'm diametrically opposed to the people that are funding these smear campaigns. And and I had too much fun in college. I mean, you could pull some photos of me up when I was in school and just put that on a TV ad and go, this yeah. guy wants to run your city. Yeah. And there's a lot of people who go, I don't, I don't fucking think so. I think so. I'm good. You know? And so I, I don't want to subject myself to that. I, yeah. love, I love Destin, but, you know, I'm, I, I, I see no direct financial benefit from this job. So, 
you know, I got to worry about my businesses and, and my reputation mm-hmm. and, and, and making good decisions, uh, which I, I made some mistakes, but I feel like we have a good vision for the city and, you know, I'm, I'm not sure I want to sign up for that again, but mm-hmm. you know, maybe I will. It just depends on where we're at in two years. Mm-hmm. I've gotten uh, I've gotten two calls in the last three days for the pollers yeah, too, yeah. and that's the first time that's ever happened. Yeah, they asked me who I was voting for, and I, I figured it out real quick in my head that they were seeing where the support was to see if they needed to spend more money, mm-hmm. see how effective their mm-hmm. recent campaigns been. Yeah, and so I lied to them to screw them. Did off. you? Yeah. I told them I was voting for Jared Cranley. Uh, I hear you. Yeah, <laughs> that felt good lying to twice. Like they're mind. like, oh, okay, so someone else. And and I was, was like, yeah. It was my small act of civil disobedience for the <laughs> day. You know? <laughs> so. uh, are you? Uh, do you have a take from Mary? Are you allowed to speak on that or no? Uh, Would that not I be mean, smart? No, yeah, I, I support Scott Fisher. Scott you Fisher. Know, he's yeah. he's um, he's not funded by the development community. Yeah. yeah. Um, so he's you know at some point you've got to ask, do you want your leaders to um, represent? The people of Destin or the property owners and the developers Mm -hmm. of Destin? Or can you strike a happy medium? You know, and and I think for too long our city policies have favored big development that is not compatible with our infrastructure. Mm -hmm. And the infrastructure affects our quality of life and our property values. And so it's time to, uh, for me, when when, when I ran, it was time to respond to quality of life issues. and, And if development has to take you know, some reductions to, to achieve a better better infrastructural capacity, then I'm all, I'm all for it. Right on. So. Right on. Well, thanks, man. Yeah. I appreciate you coming you. on. Yeah. Appreciate uh, you having me. If, uh, if y'all want to, um, you know, reach out or something, Chatham's given you a couple of different ways. Uh, you can also email us here at the podcast, uh, wimty, W-I-M-T-Y dot podcast at gmail.com. And uh, with any comments or anything, I can make sure I'll personally get those to Chatham as well. Um, and we can go from there. So thanks, everyone, for listening. Chatham, thank you for coming in, man. Thank, thank you for telling your story, dude. Good luck, dude. Thank you. I you enjoyed know? it. And uh, we'll see you all. Take care.